Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm Trisha and I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. On our episode today, we are going to talk about this idea of new beginnings. This idea of starting from the bottom, even though it feels pretty awful, and working towards an outcome that you desire while still being in line with your body and what your body is telling you and listening to your body. To understand how this topic came about, I will need to tell you some personal information about my struggle and journey that's been happening so far. Before we really dive into it, I wanted to remind you that you can grab your freebie today Five simple things you can do today to keep yourself healthy for tomorrow. It is in the show notes. You can grab the link and it'll give you some really practical ideas that you can do these small things that you can do daily that will help um, influence your health as you get older. So grab your freebie. All right. So When we're talking about new beginnings, the story I'm going to tell you has to do with my hips. So as we've talked about, as I've talked about a lot on this podcast is that, um, I had been having really bad hip pain. Um, and so I recently had, uh, a a hip replacement surgery that I have been putting off for about six years. And I am at a place that I'm doing great. I am probably about almost about two weeks out and I am transitioning off my pain meds and I'm, you know, kind of just really on my Tylenol. I am transitioning from a walker to walking primarily with a cane. And more crazily, I am learning how to equally redistribute my weight so that my hips are um, doing the same amount of work as opposed to limping or kind of taking all that weight on just the one hip. This experience has been really hard and it's been really painful and it's been really scary, but it's also been really exciting. And I find myself in this dilemma of doing too much too fast and then also trying to remember to slow down and, you know, really kind of be with the healing process so that I don't actually hinder my progress. So why I wanted to talk about new beginnings, we'd have to kind of go back to the beginning of where this all started before we talk about the new beginning. And as I tell you this story, I'm going to then tell you how it relates to you because some of the things that I'm going to express to you in this with my story are probably going to be some things that you may have felt or perhaps you are going through right now. So when I was pregnant with my son, who is now six, I fractured my hip in my seventh trimester. My orthopedic doc thinks that it was related to this like transient osteoporosis that happens for women during pregnancy. And I would say that if any of you out there experience something during pregnancy and you still don't feel like you have recovered, it might be something that you need to explore. So it's usually related to like Um, pregnancy-related hormonal changes and things like that. 
So because it was my first pregnancy and my life was like falling apart and I was trying not to make a big deal about things, I was like really just trying to minimize everything just to kind of survive. I would mention that I had hip pain at my doctor's appointments, but I never really like, I wasn't really like, I didn't really know it was my, it was the first time I was ever pregnant and I don't know that I was forceful enough for anything to be done about it, but I also didn't know what was normal and what wasn't normal. And so a year after I had this diagnosis and a year of being like on crutches, I had a hip salvaging procedure to hopefully avoid me having this hip replacement surgery that I just recently had. So the whole goal was to try to do whatever I could to try to, you know, preserve the hip because at the time I was a little bit worried. I'm not even 50 and I was like, I don't want to get a new hip, even though I knew that would probably be the thing that would be in my future. During that time, one of the reasons why I didn't get that procedure was because I was just in a place where I was surviving. I was just in survival mode and I was trying to do whatever I could to just keep moving forward. I was grieving all of the old things about my life and my health and All I could really do was like, just kind of like survive. I was at a place in my life where I needed like a ton of help, but I was so adverse to asking for help and I was much more comfortable providing help than actually receiving it because it was just a very like uncomfortable emotion for me. And it still is a little bit uncomfortable, although as we progress in the episode, I'm a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, I would let like people help me, especially with my son, because at that time he was only one, but I felt really bad about it and I just didn't want to like put anybody out. So even though I would take some help, I would like try to take it as minimal as possible so that I didn't, you know, that I didn't need it. But then I also felt like very lonely and I also felt like I should have asked for more help after the fact. And I felt lonely that I didn't get more people to help me, but it was my own like, you know, holding myself back and not wanting to need anybody that was really hindering that. I think I thought that I could do everything myself and that I didn't need anyone's help. And, you know, when I did need help, I was... I was, I was, I was really stubborn and I was really reluctant to ask for it. So if somebody asked me, I would be like way more inclined to let them help. Um, but for me to ask for help just seemed like it was something that was really such a hard thing to do. So I had all these like different things going on, all these different feelings. I think also I was in a job that I I really worried about that I would lose and I was a single mom at the time and I had just been off for, uh, you know, for maternity leave and in the States, I think with a C-section, it was 12 weeks. So I was really worried that I was going to lose my job if I had had any surgery right away, which is why I waited a year and which is, I think also why I chose like this, the least kind of, um, invasive surgery, although I think probably it was the harder surgery at the time. I just didn't know it. And so because of that, I think there was just this like 
this like worry that I was going to lose my job and that that was like the least thing that I could do and because I was in survival mode I I like didn't take the time that I need and I hurried back to work and it's a decision that I regret every day so over the next five years I tried like everything I could to get back to like my baseline function of my hip but to no avail my friends over the past five years would say like Trish just go back to your orthodox and just kind of see like if there's anything going on because maybe there's something there and I would be like no no I, I think everything's all right and I would just resist it and say I was okay and the pain would get worse and worse but I think as it as as it tends to happen is that we get used to it right like I didn't know how bad it had gotten um and I felt like maybe I could just kind of keep working harder and somehow I would have a resolution although it you know I I just think you kind of for me I was just in one of those like oh I can just figure it out I'm just going to keep trying I'm just going to try to keep working harder so finally after talking to one of my friends I agreed to go back to my original orthodox and when I saw her you know we were talking a little bit about what had been going on and so we ended up I ended up having an x-ray and lo and behold my x-ray looked so much worse and so I had this like feeling of like relief that my that like I you know that like I could be okay with not doing as much and I didn't have to force myself on my body and to try to make myself do all of these things with movement because there was actually something wrong with myself and it was like this confirmation of what I think I was too scared to I was too scared to really like think about so as part of that eval at the end of that um, my doctor was just kind of, you know, we had talked about different things to do and what would be something, some options moving forward. And as part of that, she recommended me see a hip surgeon. And so, you know, I was just kind of like, all right, I'll go. It's like part of the process, but that was not my intention in any way. I was going to keep trying to do these, like, um, these like measures that were much more, like that were much less invasive so finally when I went and I talked to the surgeon he was basically telling me how bad things really were and he was really honest with me and I think you know kind of told me that I didn't really have a lot of options left and that I really needed to get a hip and when I left that appointment I cried because I think there was like this sense of like relief first that there was like validation in my feelings but I think there was also this part of it that like I was so traumatized from the whole like experience and I wasn't really like acknowledging it and I was like talking about it and feeling it but like I think actually knowing that I needed another surgery kind of put me back in that whole um in that whole like mindset of what I had previously been through that trauma of it and I was reluctant to revisit it so I think that I just kind of had this wall up of me like like knowing that like I needed something but 
what ended up happening was that wall was just really hindering me from from making any progress because I couldn't move forward because I couldn't do anything and because my hip hurt so badly there was no other options and so a lot of that was like a disconnection from myself in order to like prevent any discomfort so the discomfort for me would have been like having to revisit the trauma of the previous surgery of um of just like having the surgery and all of the emotions that were going to that were going to be a part of it. But what I started to realize after I talked to that surgeon and from talking to my therapist and talking to my friends and really just being honest with myself was that not having the surgery or not like being so connected to myself was actually keeping me like stuck and in a place where I couldn't move forward. And when I started to have some honest reflection on what was going on, I, you know, I think that I was the only one that was surprised at what was happening. I think everyone else kind of knew and were kind of trying to say to me that I was in this place that I was stuck and that I couldn't really move forward and do the things that I wanted to do and be the person that I wanted to be until I had this surgery. But they had been telling me, but I wasn't in a place that I was ready to like receive the information because I thought that I could just kind of take care of it myself or that I could just kind of disconnect from myself enough that, um, you know, that I didn't have to deal with it. Hence the podcast episodes that I that I have been doing on reconnecting with your body. So why am I telling you all that? Why am I telling you this? Well, you know, I think that sometimes some of the things that I'm mentioning in my story, some of the feelings that I feel and have felt, some of the discomfort may resonate with you because maybe you have felt this before too. So now we're going to go into the maybes, right? Maybe you are in a place right now in your life where you find yourself doing like the same thing over and over again, and you don't really see any growth, but you feel like you need to like hold on to the idea of doing the thing that isn't working because at least you're doing something. And maybe you're like, you know that you need to change direction, And you know you need to do something different, but you haven't yet had that honest conversation with yourself. And maybe you're just more comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's something that you've been dealing with maybe even even as long as I have, maybe five, six years, or maybe even lifelong. And so even though it's an uncomfortable feeling, it's something that you know, and that's familiar and that it, even though it's holding you back, you know, you're, you're continuing to do it because it feels like something that you can maintain and that it feels like you're doing something about. Or maybe you feel like you are having symptoms that something isn't right in your body and you've been like really putting off dealing with it because you're too scared and having all of that information, whatever that information ends up being is something that's really scary to you. Maybe 
you know that you are out of options and you need to start making changes. And the idea of that feels overwhelming. So maybe you're in a place where like you can't keep going and moving forward in the direction that you are, but the idea of doing anything different is traumatizing to you, or maybe it's sad to you, or maybe the time has come too soon for you and you're just not ready to deal with it. Or maybe, again, we're in the, we're in the maybes, you have a wall up around you and you are actually like hindering your progress and you need to have that honest conversation with yourself about what's really going on and what excuses are you making around, around that. You know, maybe you're at a place where you're disconnecting from your, yourself or you feel stuck or you are unable to move forward. Or the last maybe would be that you have a goal, but you keep like going back and forth between, you know, like I want to really achieve this goal really fast and then the goal feels really slow. And so it then just keeps you at a place that you don't feel like you're making progress and you just feel like you are trying so hard to stay present in the moment and in touch with what your body is telling you. So regardless of where you are right now, you don't have to stay here. And that's the message here that you don't, you don't have to stay where you are right now, right? In order for me to proceed with surgery and to move forward with where I am now, I needed to really have an honest conversation with myself and explore and explore some questions. I mean, when I found out, I think that probably my doctor referred me to a surgeon because he could have the conversation with me that she probably um, couldn't or didn't feel like I was able to receive. And so I think that then seeing him and him being so honest with the amount of damage that had been done and that I didn't have a lot of options and what, what, you know, what would it, what was it going to cost me if I didn't do anything and really digging into that really like challenged me to have an honest discussion with myself and trying to figure out like, did I really want to keep living in a way that would limit me? And that would prevent me from doing all the things that I wanted. And so these are some questions you can explore too. Do you want to keep living in a way that you're kind of stuck and that you're just doing the same thing over and over again, but you're not really making any progress because maybe you have some stuff that's kind of getting in the way from a mental standpoint. Maybe, you know, you are at a place that you, you don't want to keep hiding and that's something to explore. Like, do you want to keep hiding from what's going on? Do you want to keep telling yourself stories that maybe aren't even really true? Maybe you feel like you're kind of hanging out where you are because you want to just keep yourself small, right? And 
I think that that's kind of some of the questions that you kind of have to dig into when we're talking about our health, wellness, and self-care goals. Like, what are you doing right now that is maybe like hindering your progress, keeping you stuck, keeping you small? And what would happen if you never ask yourself these questions or you never decide that you're going to move forward? You would probably be like me, that you would have five years of feeling like you're doing everything possible, but not really moving forward and feeling like you're in the same place. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you're making some changes, but in the long term, you're still in a place where maybe something isn't better when it comes to your health. It's kind of the same or me or even worse. So when I started thinking about this, I think at first I was in this place that I was like, oh my gosh, I am in the same place as five years ago. I am maybe even in a worse place as five years ago as I'm I'm less able to do many of the things that I previously could. And I think that's something that probably a lot of us feel when we're making health changes, right? Or like on the precipice of making health changes that we have this like shame that we are like hiding behind our fears and we have this shame that nothing has happened or maybe our health has worsened. Um, But I want to really challenge you to start thinking about like some of the subtle shifts that are happening under the surface because I think when we are really thinking about like If you were to look back at your life five years ago, and I'm looking at my life five years ago, and I'm looking to my health, I'm really thinking of my physical health, right? I'm thinking about what I look like in terms of weight. I'm thinking about what my physical, like how my physical abilities and how much I'm able to move look like. And so for you, perhaps you're doing the same thing. You're focusing on the external stuff. You're focusing on your weight and how busy your life is and some of the movement issues that maybe you're having that I'm having too. But I wanted to really dig into that further because I think it's a really easy place to go of like, I can't believe I'm in this position I can't believe that I've allowed myself to look again. I think a lot of this ends up being external and we do this thing where we like punish ourselves and that punishment, I think breeds a lot of shame and prevents us from really moving forward because we just, we just hold it in and somehow we feel like we're deserving to be in this position and we're deserving to look the way we look or feel the way that we feel, which probably isn't that great. And so in digging into this and really starting to like challenge some of those thoughts that immediately come to my brain where I'm getting ready to blame myself for this, I started to really think about like, what are some of the things that were happening, these internal shifts, so not the external, the internal shifts that were happening that actually led me to a place that I was able to then have the surgery. And these internal shifts were not something that was just like that came easily. I think they were things that were happening um, over the past five years, whether it's me doing the inner work, me working with a therapist, me talking to my friends, me being honest with myself, me meditating, all these different things that maybe I was trying to figure out that were kind of going on under the surface. 
And what I would say is, is that when I started to really think about that, instead of focusing on the things that I didn't do or the things that caused me shame, I started to really see that I was able to get to a place that I was like more accepting of help than I would have ever been before. And that didn't happen overnight. That was a process that happened over time. I had gotten myself into a position over time that I had changed jobs and that I now felt like I was more deserving of taking the time off normally. And at the beginning of the journey, I was definitely like, oh, I'm not going to take that much time. I'm just going to rush back to work. But then in really thinking about it and thinking about the importance of healing and the importance of myself and what I deserve, I was... I didn't feel like that need to be a martyr anymore. And I didn't feel like I needed to suffer anymore and that it was necessary for me to be in pain. So even though I wasn't where I wanted to be externally on the, you know, externally on the outside, there was this stuff that was kind of going under the surface that I know I think it's stuff that we're that like we work on but like you don't know that it's happening because it's invisible these different changes in how you think of yourself um and these mindset shifts and so these were all happening under the surface in addition to like having this idea of body acceptance and so all of these like invisible things were were pointing to growth and were going in the direction of growth And I didn't notice it, but I think ultimately I started to notice as I decided that surgery would probably become more of an option for me and that I started to, I think those decisions and those, you know, all that accumulation of all the stuff that I'd been working with and over and dealing with over the past five years really created this shift that allowed me to move forward with the surgery. So for you maybe you are not in a place where you want to be right now when it comes to your health journey. But I promise you that if you keep doing the inner work, challenging your limiting beliefs, challenging any of the negative beliefs that automatically come to your brain that probably aren't even true, you know, um, working with a therapist, meditating, whatever it looks like for you that helps you become more in, in tune of who you're meant to be and in line with who you're meant to be and whatever it takes to help make you believe that you are deserving and worthy and that you are enough and that you don't need to sell yourself short. And so I believe that, you know, some of this podcast, I feel like it's always like putting things out there, right? And taking these little bit of nuggets of information and trying to explore them to see what feels comfortable for you to explore. Or also having these little nuggets of like, you know, like these little like whispers that kind of come to you that maybe you need to explore because if you're like me, I usually have to be like hit in the face with it before I actually make the change and I will resist and run away. So those whispers need to be like the loudest, 
the loudest roar in order for me to actually do something about it. And so, you know, just kind of starting to think about some of the things that you have been working with and that you're thinking about and just keep working on those. And I want you to just kind of see where you have been over the last couple of years that even if you're not in a place that you externally, that externally validates, you know, some of your behaviors that you feel like you've been working really hard on just to kind of keep moving forward because with all of this health journey, the focus is so much on the outside, but most of it is going to be what's on the inside. The things that you tell yourself, how you grew up, you know, just that dialogue that you have within yourself, because you can be as disciplined and as consistent in practice and behaviors as you want to be, but ultimately that will only take you so far and that you're going to have to have this belief and this feeling that you deserve to have these things in order to really be able to achieve them and to maintain them throughout your life. So I want to remind you that, you know, you may find yourself in a place where you are at the starting point of a new and uncomfortable journey Maybe you feel like there's some sproutings of new beginnings that are kind of going under the surface that are happening internally, and you too may be feeling excited and scared and determined and impatient, like how I'm feeling right now, but that we can support each other in this community and keep moving forward in this journey. You know, like you don't need to be discouraged if you haven't achieved the outside physical goal. I think a lot of times when we don't get that goal, which is probably for 99.9% of women weight loss, that we feel like we need to give up. But I want to remind you of all the stuff that's happening on the inside, what you're telling yourself, what you think you're deserving of you know, it's challenging any of those beliefs that you have that may be related to childhood that aren't even true that you don't need to carry around anymore. Seeing a therapist, taking time to explore and to be honest with yourself or to ask yourself questions about moving forward. You know, like you need to do that inner work, unfortunately, but probably fortunately to have those subtle changes. Um, Because I think it's remembering that the growth of the journey, and I think probably what you're going to be the most proudest of is that you're able to go through the hard stuff in order to get to the place that you want to be, because that's where all the learning is. That's where all like the juicy good stuff is. And that's the stuff that we all try to avoid because none of us want to be uncomfortable. Like as humans, we're going to like run away from discomfort at any cost, but that's where all the good stuff is. So if that's the stuff that you're focusing on, I want to encourage you to keep doing that because again, even if you don't see that externally validated, eventually, if you can just be patient and just keep moving forward, you're going to get into the direction that you, that you want to be. And, you know, reminding you that like the most important before and after transformations 
are the ones that are happening on the inside. I hate those before and after pictures where you see somebody who weighs one weight and then all of a sudden they have another weight, right? And they look in one picture, it's perceived as like somehow they were less worthy and they didn't look as great as in the other picture. But what I really want to remind you that is if you do the before and after pictures, I really want you to focus on like, what are the things that you used to think about yourself before? And what are some of the things that you're starting to think about yourself after, right? Maybe before that you didn't think, maybe you were like me. You felt like you had to rush back from work. You weren't worthy of of a job or you weren't deserving or enough. And maybe now your after transformation is like, okay, like I'm going to step into my power. I am deserving of, you know, working a job that I really love and I'm deserving of having the time off that I need to help and, and rest and recover. And so that's really what I wanted to share with you today. This idea of new beginnings and concentrating on and reminding you that the most important thing when it comes to transformations are the things that maybe you can't validate on an everyday basis, but that if you keep doing and thinking these really good thoughts about yourself and doing the inside work, whatever that looks like for you and however comfortable you feel in doing that, that that's going to keep you moving forward and allowing you to create the new beginnings that you want. And so I think this is more like a little bit more of like an encouragement um, episode and just to remind you that we're kind of all in this together and that we're all in a place where we're experiencing new beginnings and we're all in a place that that isn't going to be easy and it's going to be really hard and it's going to be really uncomfortable, but it's also going to be really, um, I think worth it in the end, no matter, you know, how, no matter how hard it feels now and that we just need to really be patient with ourselves and just really explore that inner work that will ultimately get us to what we are trying to achieve. So I thank you so much for listening this week and I, you know, hope that you share this episode with anyone who you feel like needs to hear it and who needs the reminder of having that patience with yourself and to keep being consistent and doing the inner work because eventually that will get you to the outer work of what you desire. So thank you so much and I look forward to seeing you guys back here next week. Have a good week.